Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. All right, everybody. Uh, this is the Brooklyn Combine. We are the Brooklyn Combine. Welcome back to the podcast. So, uh, who do we have in the room? Quick little roll call. Chi Chi's here. Chi Chi's here. Chi Chi, you want to speak? You speaking? Chi Chi's here. Chi Chi okay. is here. Who else do we have? Uh, Kenneth Montgomery. All right, we got brother Molly. All right, brother Molly. Phil, Phil is somewhere freaking he's sweating his brains out. Right. Something he got the cooties or <laughs> some shit. Yeah, so. I think he's he might be pooping. Yeah, oh, he might be. He might be. Um, pardon that. That's my freaking computer making noise. I'm trying yeah, to do Mally, some work. <laughs> Molly is a worker, working hard. Oh, trying to like half work, half. Cool. cool. And by the way, I'm I'm Barnabas uh, on the podcast. Uh, on the wheels of steel uh, for the <laughs> new year. Um, so, you know, it's a new year. You know, uh, typically um, when we do these podcasts for the first of the year, we are like within a couple days, maybe a week or two from the holiday party. Um, so we just had our holiday party. Any highlights from the holiday party? Um, I had a rough day the following day. I think I talked about it on the last podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> This year so, it was it was it was smaller. Uber. But Uber home. <laughs> it was it was it was he did the responsible yes. thing. Yes. It was smaller, but I think I personally I really enjoyed it was one of my favorite ones so far because it was very intimate. You mm-hmm. saw a lot of good people that you know you didn't necessarily get to see, you know, more than enough times throughout the year. Space. So yeah, it was a smaller yeah. space. So you really felt like you saw everybody. Right. And you got to kind of like bounce around and spend time with different little groups. Yeah, it was it was a difficult day. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny because uh, I didn't, I didn't have any food. I saw the coquito. I wanted the coquito, yeah, but around. I just did not get my yeah, hands right. around a glass of coquito. Keith was basically pouring gallons of it. For <laughs> Yo, it was, a, it was a real good time. I did have, I did I have. I so shout out the branch office. <clears throat> yeah, branch office, Chris. Uh, branch shout office, Chris. Damon. Um, good people, mm-hmm. super good people. If you're in the Brooklyn area. On Rogers Avenue. Definitely go to uh, Rogers between Union and President, the branch office, and then the their other location is uh, Hanson Dry in Clinton Hill on uh, Fulton between uh, Clinton and, and Waverly. Good brothers, real, real mm-hmm. sharp, solid, caring people. mixologists. Yeah, yeah, dope, dope, dope. They made is that, that the term mixologist? That's I yeah, mean that's, that's that's the more the more established uh, like version of snooty bartender. Yeah, snooty bartender. Yeah, you know what? Because like these, these, I gotta stay up on the lingo. I have a a term that that Chichi hates because I'll say like a go go dancer. <laughs> Do people even say that? No, they don't. So that's like they used to call them shake dancers too. That's like saying yo old old. Call girl. Call girl. All right. So one day, so one day I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with Phil. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving. It's late. So I'm like, let me call this guy so I don't fall asleep. And what do I do? I'm leaving Patterson. Shout Patterson. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving Patterson. Mm-hmm. I hop on the freaking highway. And what do I pass? 
So and so go go whatever. So anybody who knows the spot that I'm talking about can vouch. (laughs) It's definitely people out here using that term. Sixty year plus person (laughs) who's still up in there. Go go club destroy his whole. Yo, you know that reminds me of. Y'all used to watch uh, Married with Children when Al Bundy went uh, to the strip club. He had the uh, the fish line connected to the dollar. (laughs) I seen that. I seen that. That was funny as hell. Yo. Um, but it's yo, so it's funny, man. I, you know, at the at the holiday party, I did have two hot toddies, which were delicious. And my car I had some little car trouble after that. At the holiday party? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They had the hot toddies. That's and and that, that's like one of my favorite drinks at Branch Office. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing that definitely happened at uh, the holiday party, we got a chance to celebrate the good brother George Harris. Oh man. Oh yeah. Um, yeah you sure, know what? Yeah. We haven't talked about we. Yeah, George mm-hmm. Harris is a very beautiful brother who has some health issues who actually if you go back in um last season last season mm-hmm. you you'll hear an episode with george you get really familiar with him but he was really beloved by by mm-hmm. a lot of people from different walks of life yeah yeah yeah. and we love the brother um he had his own podcast actually crown jewels and uh he he won't be forgotten and not salute, at all salute george my wife in his honor uh we, uh, she wore a, a bright gold jacket to his funeral services in honor of George because he's, you know, he's flashy. And that funeral uh, oh, service man, was, that was, yeah, a beautiful was one service. of the beautiful <laughs> services that I've sure. been to. Yeah. It was a good party. Uh, shouts out to Phil, great. who has just now entered the room, who did a lot of the visual um, yeah. work at the... Peace, 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 peace. Yeah, at Sir, that, I'm going to get you a new vest, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, he looked like, what's, what's the homie's name? I was in a bookstore today and I seen this guy had a book. I, I, I just knocked the whole Yo, I did. I saw that too. What? But you know, yo, but you know, you do got this like life aquatic vibe, man. You look like uh, Bill Murray and shit <laughs> in the Wes Anderson <laughs> flick, yo, man. Hit him when he's down, son. But, but you know, he's feeling a little under the weather, so we're going to try to keep yeah. him in good spirits. Yo, why are y'all afraid right now? I am. I'm trying to like, I'm holding my breath. We're at war. And he's breathing. Oh, yeah, that too. This is like, Planet of the Apes. But, but, right we're, now. but we're at war. No, nah, most certainly. We're gonna, nah, we, yeah, and we live in, I mean, we live in, in one act of the war. Well, yeah. when I, let me be careful. I, I'm a very, I, I love language. We are not at war. Mm-hmm. Some rich white men who run this country. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the circumstances have been crafted such that any person on this planet should be concerned. Now, oh, of course. the depths of their. I don't. I'm not advocating that people become preoccupied mm-hmm. and run around, you know, with their hands and flaring all over the place. But unfortunately, there have been a string of events recently <clears throat> that will certainly, in modern times, take hold in a historical record. Yeah. But you know what? Even even to that point, simultaneously, we're in the midst of the start of a war, but it seems to have eclipsed the fact that we got another fucking continent on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Somebody, one of one of the combine members said this week. I'm not going to say any names, but they said that that's Australia getting payback for destroying the shit. They the yeah, shit I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, yeah, I, yeah, the, the yeah. point is not lost, but uh, but you know, um, yeah, the continent is is burning. Uh, Australia, another continent in the last six months, which, which I think well, is- you know, just to get get it, bring it home, and get started about this war stuff. I want to read um, an anti-war speech by Eugene Debs. Um, for those who you don't know who Eugene Debs is, um, 
he ran for president of the um, Social Democratic Party in 1900, um, Socialist Party of America as well. And he's really was a, a, a monument, historical figure oh, yeah. in the United States because as a result of, of his his brilliance and his his, his courage and, and him being outspoken, um, the federal government passed the Espionage Act. They yeah. actually put him in jail for 10 years for yeah. speech. Um, but th this is what he, he, um, he was talking about war. And he, a couple of things he said. He said, the master class has always declared the wars. The subject class has always fought the battles. The master class has, has had all to gain and nothing to lose, while the subject class has had nothing to gain and all to lose, especially their lives. They have always taught and trained you to believe it to be your patriotic, patriotic duty to go to war and to have yourselves slaughtered at their command. But in all history, in all the history of the world, you, the people, have never had a voice in declaring war. And strange as it certainly appears, no war by any nation in any age has ever been declared by the people. I love it. And I, and I really enjoy, I mean, there's no, there's no thinker of any time that you're going to agree, everything, every, agree with everything they have to say. But when you look at those pioneers of the types of socialist thought that would become a staple in this U.S., the Luxembourgs, the mm -hmm. Debs, or whomever else is, the, the, the quality of their thought and their honesty and their, mm -hmm. I mean, they were dealing with, at that time, the salt of earth. Also, obviously, you think about Debs, you think about industrial workers of the world. So now you're getting into the serious foundation of what would become, for those of us, you know, working class individuals, what would become a great deal of what we celebrate as being normalized. Mm -hmm. This is all being pioneered and shaped and molded during this time. And, and, and it's funny how when you study that history, you know, you don't see any legacy of a Debs, you, you know, and I and not to knock the left, what people quote unquote say the left is, that's mm -hmm. not, that's not the, these guys' legacy. You, you, I think when I think about it, as close as I could come to it is at least from a, um, an intellectual standpoint is maybe a Noam Chomsky. Yeah, not maybe, thing, definitely. Noam Chomsky. Yeah, yeah. But right, he's, but, a, he's certainly a but, part of a, a dying breed. But, but yeah. when you look at America, what America, the other day I posted an article about, you know, Noam Chomsky has said that, you know, the biggest threat to the world isn't Iran, it's America. Of course. And it's, mm -hmm. America is, poses a big threat, mm -hmm. poses the biggest threat. And a bunch of people, many of them educated with law degrees, who I'm, I'm very friendly with, good friends, some of them. Um, they were like, you know, like, ha, you know, they thought it was a big joke. They thought that was crazy. Well, and that's, well, if you're going to make a, if you're going to make such a statement and then you're going to quantify it with things that we can all share and observe like facts, then yeah, that's yeah. A, certainly a qualifiable no, statement. Qualified, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like when, and when I say that, like, I, I think Americans, like for instance, this Iranian thing, um, just think of it. <clears throat> These guys have killed the number two person in charge of another sovereign nation on another sovereign nation's land mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and another, uh, an official from that country. That is an act of war. Um, they are now threatening to, to hit, you know, cultural and, and religious sites, which is against um, uh, the rules of engagement. Mm -hmm. of um, and what I do believe, I think most Americans do not understand they're so isolated in North America that they really fail to understand how um, involved America is in the destabilization around the world. 
and has been so since some time memorial. So just real quick, um, we're gonna take a quick break, music break. break. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna come back. We're gonna continue the conversation um, about this. Yeah, inevitable know, war. Because I because you know what I, what I want to talk about. I want us to get in the history of mm-hmm. a little bit of Iran and the Middle East okay. and in America a, a bit. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, enjoy the music, and we'll be back in a sec. Me no choose phone, me no own, me no like it. Picture I go round, say Simone, I'm a wifey. Be a fuzzy picture, we suggest me a knifey. All over Instagram, I fuck with me psyche. Me no trust man, we switch down for your Nike. Six months in general, I know him say I'm Mikey. Can't trust no man, we claim them a strikey. And them in a video, wanna show people. Them we sell your own, them we sell your own. This who girlfriends, them me, I tell you about to. Then we send your own, then we send your own Can't no fun them a return count So for me, be careful who you send vines now to Watch who you want link and what you talking about to Say nobody not know when nobody else wrote Them in a group chat I saw your thing a leak out to Them see a man when things happen, them a glow to Stop you in your back and then them come a take out to Say you never them cause I know that them a promote Not a ground phone, no for them a remote I record you cause I done was in the same boat I get the life in general on real control Your face and your friend now go run them out Wait till them end up in a federal court me no trust phone, me no own, me no like it Picture I go round, say Simone, I'm a wifey Be a fuzzy picture, we suggest me a knifey All over Instagram, I fuck with me psyche Me no trust man, we switch down for your Nike Six months in general, I know him say I'm Mikey Can't trust no man, we claim them a strikey And them in a video, wanna show people Them we sell your own, them we sell your own This who girlfriends, them me, I tell you about to then we send your own, then we send your own Can't no fun them a return code So family, can't trust nobody Then we let out your secret Don't lend them your things Then we kill you if you keep it Don't trust somebody when you do things Don't speak it And them they on social media and leak it So if you meet a girl and you plan to freak it If you got her house, make sure you sweep it I'll find the camera, them anyway she keep it If she go bad, you make sure you peep Me no trust phone, me no own, me no lie Picture I go round, say Simone, I'm a wifey Be a fuzzy picture, we suggest me a knifey All over Instagram, I fuck with me psyche Me no trust man, we switch down for your Nike Six months in general, I know him say I'm Mikey Can't trust no man, we claim them a strikey And we're back You know, I was um, watching on Instagram, I think this morning It was uh, Trump delivering a speech from Trump Tower Talking about... um, Barack Obama, I think it was 2011, mm-hmm. talking about uh, this president, you know, he's insecure, he can't negotiate, and he's, he's going to start a war, he's going to start a war mm-hmm. just to get reelected, blah, 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 <laughs> and here we are, here we are, right, facing an election year, mm-hmm. and, and not only an election year, an impeachment, an impeachment, where, where, for the impeachment purposes, it's, it's under the radar now because it, it, media information here sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the worst information systems in the world is, is in America. You rather talk about um, Kiki uh, something or whoop de whoop or you know some nonsense instead of what's really going on. But they released emails that showed 
that a White House official directly stated that Trump was withholding the funds for information or investigation into the Bidens, and it was redacted. So Congress never saw the unredacted copies, and that just came out last week. Gotcha. Nobody's really talking about this. So you, like you said, Barn, presidential year, uh, impeachment, now this war that's come out of nowhere where they he said, oh, well, uh, uh, they were going to do something. You know, the typical white man... Well, yeah, the cowboy shit. culture. Yo, uh, they, they were going to do something. I'm going to do something. Well, you know what? And before we that, before we go there, like to, to to wrap up the other point, because like you said, you introduced a, a few actors that people might not be as aware of, or if they were, maybe they studied them some long time ago. If if you do want to know a bit more about Debs and about whoever Luxembourg, you want to know more about sort of the history of socialist thought and who are the contemporaries today? Not necessarily young people, but at least. The older people that we can say are staples, do look up, obviously, Chomsky, do mm -hmm. look up Zen, look up Howard Zen, do look up Michael Parenti. Mm -hmm. And from these characters, you can move on and you can find various other actors that are still influential today concerning really thought. I won't even say socialist thought, thought, human, human beings who have committed themselves to being intelligent and rational actors. Failing in some capacities, succeeding in others, but being human, which is ultimately what we're here discussing. Mm -hmm. So back to and, and and you know, he, like for instance, right? We don't learn history. You know, today Jet asked me what's going on in Iran. So we talked about that during um, lunch today. Mm -hmm. And what I was trying to explain to Jet, Jaden Stone is that, <clears throat> and, and my wife, that we don't understand the history between America and. Africa. We don't understand the history as, as a continent. We don't understand the history between America and the in the in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. We certainly don't understand the history between America and the Middle East. And, the so-called Middle East. So-called Middle East. That's a that's yeah. That's mm -hmm. a, that that you're right. But certainly not Iran. Mm -hmm. We most Americans don't know that Iran back in the forties, thirties, forties. Um, had uh, put in a had a position of, had a, had a person in power who was who was basically voted in through true democracy and prior to that the oil uh, was run by Britain through Iran they mm -hmm. had a relationship once this person duly elected democratically elected came into office he had decided like this wasn't in the best interest of our country mm -hmm. we have to no we're not doing this anymore. Britain calls their big bully uh, offspring America, and America gets involved. And Roosevelt's grandson, I believe, the Kermit guy, real mm -hmm. sinister, diabolical dude, he gets involved with the CIA, and they, uh, the CIA, have several coup attempts. Initially, they fail, but then they succeed, mm -hmm. and they succeed by putting in. A despotic Shah who was killing. And so they basically removed democracy from mm -hmm. that region mm -hmm. or that country. And and much of the modern times is de are dealing with... It's those, being shaped by that shaped moment by in time. those right. moments yeah. in time in which no one ever talks about. So yeah. now you get people, oh, we're going to go to war. You know, the Iranians. Yo, desert niggers. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's a wild place when you, you forget history mm -hmm. or you don't utilize history to, to, um, to move forward. To move forward mm -hmm. You know? 
No, it's true. Like right now, we're looking at, and you're right. And for and for again, for those who 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 want more insight, you look at the overthrow of Mossadegh. You will be looking at a big part of. I mean, you can start anywhere you like, you know, but it would be a fine starting point for you to get some analysis concerning the current history that the U.S. has with Iran, the current history the U.S. has with Iraq and with this region. And and you should. You should go ahead and get all into it because to a large degree, and I won't veer off into this, but to a large degree, like in so many affairs, we're really looking at largely proxy wars. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you hope that this doesn't scale up and become even. I mean, this is pretty unfortunate. This is a wild scenario that the world finds itself in, but the point is you're looking really largely at a conflict between Iran and the Saudis yes. to a large degree mm -hmm. who, for whatever reason, historic, and I don't want this to be the case, but historically you haven't seen them engage each other directly. Mm -hmm. You've seen a lot of indirect conflict because, because of these giants in the region. And those of us that are of a certain age saw the mess that became Iraq relations even when it was already destabilized and you know becoming even the more so you saw how convoluted that became then you saw that eventually morph into afghanistan and mm -hmm. now what's that the longest one of the longest if not the longest history uh, historical war in this country's history and now you're seeing something else that that service that we see going on right now mm -hmm. I've never seen or read about a larger memorial ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, ever. Yeah, I've looked, never I, I, seen anything. I don't I care. I looked at it some of it earlier today. Yo, I don't care whoever, Mandela, mm -hmm. the Pope, Pope, whatever, Pope John the Second, King, whoever. Mm -hmm. so if, you, if, you, if you're European and you love Lady Diana, whoever, <laughs> Lady I've Diana. never seen this many human beings coming out and collectively mourning a single individual all over all really all over the Islamic world, world. because yeah yeah because I think ultimately what you know and it shows you how disingenuous you know these these white men in power are and they talk with this forked tongue and they use they use all these you know they, they weigh on your emotions mm -hmm. you know and, and America is a great spring has always been fruitful for them so they, they're able to do it and be and not be held accountable but it's funny because it's like you know, the war on terror. Does anyone think the war on terror has been won? No. <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like the Cold yeah. War. Yeah, it's like, the, 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 war the war on poverty. poverty. The war on drugs. The war on poverty. Yeah, yeah. These, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But for me, what's really troubling is that, because here's this thing that I, I was thinking about. Um, you know, you had on Twitter, black Twitter this week, pe you know, people were upset that black people were making um, memes and jokes about Iran, mm -hmm. and for me, when I looked at that, the source. Well, of I'm that, not privy to that. Yeah, but but for me, the source of it, you know what it was? It was I think black folks have always been uh, symbols of the hypocrisy right. in the American experience, right, right, right. and I think a lot of it was coming from black people saying, "Yo, just like 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 um, um, uh, Malcolm would have said it, or, or somebody during the Vietnam War, ain't no Vietnamese ever." They ain't never did. Right. They never did anything to us, mm -hmm. right? So I right. think that was some of it. Mm -hmm. I also think we just in the age of folly and, and entertainment. And, too, and so nobody's saying oh, anything. And serious. and so many people have the opportunity to share their opinions in the past. past yeah. That silly commentary would have been in somebody's private quarters. Yeah. Now they're being you know publicized for the world. But, so, I have a, qu I have a quick ahead, question. Ahead. What 
with all of this going on, what's at stake? What do you guys feel is at oh, stake? Oh, what's at stake, I think, is... What, what, this is where I'm at. I'll try to say it as, as succinctly as possible. Um, <clears throat> the same oppression, racism, militarism, um, enmity, in, enmity, terror, um, poverty, inequality <coughs> that has existed, um, it still exists today. Mm -hmm. Today, however, you have an age of technology mm -hmm. where the coding of all those things are even more embedded in society. Right, right. So what's at stake has always, what's at stake is humanity, mm -hmm. um, the real concept of what, the evolution of what freedom really is. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, from a physical standpoint, our lives is at stake. Yeah. Look, look, you know, yeah. the environment is already right. jammed up, but you know, all this stuff is at stake because to me, and this is where we, you know, somehow things change, but sometimes they, in some way they don't. The, the catalyst, for this behavior, which is imperialistic thought and action, is no different than the same um, initiators of colonialism. Right. It's the same mindset. Right, right. It's the same mindset. <clears throat> I think when we when we consider a question like what's at stake and we think about what is to be won or lost, I also consider what emerges, good or bad, like what emerges that sort of it's new out of this. Natural yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think historically, when we look at, I'll go recent history, right? You go back so freaking far, you'd be off in the clouds, but we look at the emergence of the US, all right? So I'm mm -hmm. gonna keep it pretty recent. As a power. Yes, then you look at the emergence of the, of, of the EU. Mm -hmm. Well, fine, before the EU, you, we're talking about death. So let's look mm -hmm. at the, the, the League, what was, what they call it, before oh, the um, UN. League of, uh, League of, League of League Nations. Nations. Yes. So, so you get the US, you get the League of Nations, you get, you get the UN. You get the European Union. Mm -hmm. I think that we're seeing right now what very well may be the beginnings of a different type of cultural unification mm -hmm. amongst the Islamic world, whereas a lot of the divisions that existed, one way to unify people is to have a common enemy. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, the EU was unified by saying, it's us, not them. Mm -hmm. And, and, we, and we know, obviously, we are direct victims of a whole host of people. The, the emergence of the white man on the world stage mm -hmm. is a statement of, I am not these black people. So you need to mm -hmm. define these other people. Mm -hmm. I think that what we're seeing happening is something similar to that. Now, how it crystallizes itself and solidifies, time will tell. But I think the outpouring of human bodies... I mean, look at this. Like you, you look at. You talking about the funeral? Yes, I'm mm -hmm. talking about all of these human beings coming out to mourn mm -hmm. Soleimani's death. Is incredible. Yeah. I've never seen and, and, anything like and, this. And I think is 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 you know it's like unintended consequences. You know, America is. You know, I think most Americans think America is doing great. Mm -hmm. It's really odd to me because most Americans are, are not, not doing, doing great. great. Right. Right. But they on think all they, on all levels, <laughs> financial, like, they think they're doing great. What right. I think we're seeing also is America realizing that its place in the world it's is shifting. shifting yeah. Right. Um, economically, mm -hmm. it's shifting. Mm -hmm. um, Geopolitically, it's shifting. It's a reason why you have these hawkish people like mm -hmm. Pompeo and Bolton and all these different people. Right. And it's a reason why the American media is 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 just has blood on his hands just like these these uh, neoconservative warmongers as well because we don't get the truth 
on on a daily basis domestically, mm-hmm. we certainly don't get it internationally. Right, you know, right. internationally. And I think what Mally said is is right. Is something changed? The, the position of the world and what's going on is changing. And yeah. I think these white males who have dictated and dominated it mm-hmm. from the beginning of modern times, they're realizing that. Yes, and, yes. And, and you know what? This to kind of bring that down to like a, a very like everyday layman level you see it in the media because i mean we you guys have talked about it often about the projects Mm -hmm. and contracts that you've got you've gotten where you see these uh advertisements where you see a caucasian male Mm -hmm. with uh a a beige child Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah, racially ambiguous big on mixed family you know and it's you know and it's everywhere but um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another music break. Um, Dang, gonna, that was my fast. Yeah, it did. It did. And we're gonna make some transitions, and we're gonna try to tie some things together um, with this next segment. Um, so enjoy the music, and uh, we'll be back. Fight the fight, them can't hold me now. Can't hold me down, them can't hold me now. Can't hold me down. Uh, Bust a shot for a real one. I don't mean a gun finger, but a real one Them free butcher, we was raised on a real dance Not all these rocks, clock, little sums Nah, black suit like I'm dressed for a killing Stepping at my auntie, something fresh she be whipping All black Range Rover, all black women I bet the daily mail won't photoshop a spliffing Ay, This one ain't got the summer run smash Couple hundred plus VAT, do your fucking quick maths Set a character to guess, but it's facts Cause I was in Iganaparin desk club You can ask demon and you can ask D-dubs Representing East in the sea full of sea ones. Uh, I ain't a gangster, but I rave with them. We both popped ten bottles of escape. So. I'm down full. Where I reach in life, come and go around. Get the youth to fight the fight. Them can't hold me now. Can't hold me down. Them can't hold me now. Can't hold me down. Oh, Tell them a bad man thing and a yard man thing and a London thing Boy, them warm man feel, them no warm man free, them no warm man win Them know them can't violate, can me have something where you sing like violin I'm so goddamn blessed every day I'm life I keep smiling Used to play run ads Every time the sun there Now they getting guns there Man are getting run down Every new day got new drama Something's gone down Couple man gone in But a couple man just come out So Gucci loafers we go over there ah. Fuck Eki Sang But Jay Sheik is looking gang there But we don't twist fingers And we don't wear bandanas We just drink Henny from the bottle Call it bad manners Yeah we're from bad manners Can't take the mickey round here If a boy move If he round here Mind clipping round here Full of dogs and kitties round here But the girl them pretty round here Oh god 
dogs. This is major living. Bought fruit like Bob with the whalers with him. Champagne and a dancer, so we played the rhythm. Money pull up, make a jockey jack our favorite lyrics. Plus, I ain't babysitting. I'm in the VA, I don't see none of them. Might see gets, I see post, I see wretched. I see bizzle, don't pee, nothing less. Hello man, that's my gunman friend I come here with a couple money man friend So don't come here with your bottle contest Every month bills, every week stress But we blessed cause we made it out of the ass And we're back um, Mally, you said uh, Excuse me You said that uh, there was some um, one of the po- A point that you wanted to bring up uh, Before we shift Oh yeah, I was saying I was I was making a point when we were when we were on break mm-hmm. about martyrdom and the manufacturing of martyrs. You know, we know as black there are very few black people in this world, for that matter, that have not been impacted by the life and times of Malcolm. But more importantly, so many individuals have a perspective, a particular worldview of black people and themselves, predicated on this man becoming a martyr. In Malcolm's life, he most certainly was not having that kind of immediate effect and solidarity like he had after the fact. Yeah, yeah. After the fact, you you turned this man into a martyr. So the game changed. You you created this unifying character. Right. The same thing that I feel now. And again, Malcolm was certainly very important. I mean, no one would deny that. But I don't think any student, uh, any serious student of history would also deny that after he became a martyr, mm-hmm. the game changed. Change, right? And it changed forever. Right. And For the same reason. thing is here is happening with and, Soleimani. And, and, because, but, but to finish the point, right now, Khomeini's death, Ayatollah Khomeini's death, mm-hmm. had obviously, right, 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 you know, a whole host of them. I mean, you, you, saw the whole, you saw the whole world come out. Right, right, right. You, figuratively, mm-hmm. at this moment, mm-hmm. I'm talking. It, it was people. It was people celebrating mm-hmm. in freaking in Kenya. In mm-hmm. like, I mean, so you were talking all over because you got to think, you know. And, so this and, is a real and, unified and it's, moment. And it's, it's complex in the sense that yeah, they you know, and think about the rationale that you might you have to have to do this without going to Congress, confirming with Russian government without even confirming with your own Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doing it, mm-hmm. and then making up the reason why you did it as you go along, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then saying that this is a good thing because it's going to deter. What is that? It? Go ahead. Go ahead. What, now, now, for me, that's that's really wild because anyone who has like even a half of inch of political strategy thinking in them is going to say, "Hold on." Isn't this possibly going to bring that region together? And people who may have have been enemies are going to say, for this reason, you know what? We, we need to get on. We need to get together mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, look, let's not let's be clear. America has always been good. The CIA has always been excellent at finding the 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 weaknesses mm-hmm. in these relations, these touchy relationships, foreign wise. Absolutely, yeah, so they're going to be doing that now as well. But mm-hmm. this was somebody also who was who had a lot of he had a lot of war experience. He was fighting ISIL, the mm-hmm. Levant, all these yeah, different yeah. things. But I think also and as an intellectual, right? Because yeah. again, we're talking we're not talking about simply a well. Let me so, be careful my terms. We're not talking about a warmonger. I won't mm-hmm. say simply. We are talking about an individual, and I'm very careful also. 
it's complicated. When you commit your adult life to warfare, we're all grown-ups here. No one is saying that anybody is above losing their life mm -hmm. to what they commit their lives to. Mm -hmm. But to Kenny's point, if you're going to be strategic, if you're going to be wise, you're going to factor in and consider your actions. Now, at the same time, unfortunately, that base in Iraq represented U.S. might. Mm -hmm. This is the most money. This is the most... I mean, first off, the problem, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the biggest, if not one of the biggest military, U.S. military bases on Earth, mm -hmm. of which this country got, like, what, over 100 all over the world? So for that to be stormed really looks like, oh, snap. Okay. And, and, and so you so you do, you don't got the power right, of that right, you know right. people don't and, need to be sitting and, sugar. And it showed the arrogance of 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 white America and their leadership. Mm -hmm. They go on Twitter and tell you what they're gonna what do. they're gonna do and how, how they're they gonna, gonna do hit it. He's fifty, and if you don't do this, we're gonna bomb you because we have all the weaponry in the world. Like that's a really that's, weird, wild. That's an arrogant place, thing to do. Arrogant thing to do. Mm -hmm. And what's what's really at I don't know if it's at stake because I, I for one don't believe democracy even exists. I think mm -hmm. it's just a it's word. an idea. It's, it's an, an idea. idea. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, democracy, when you start to me with this event and what these modern times are showing me, is it's showing the other side of what democracy is, which is just as despotic, evil, tyrannical as any other idea. That we've all been programmed to think is bad, communism, socialism, sure, sure, all this right. other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But that's what this this moment to me really yeah. sheds light on. Like democracy doesn't exist in, no. in, in this place. No, right. So, in the same way that in Christianity, I say it often. Right, salvation doesn't <laughs> exist. This is an idea. This is an idea about a future that gives the people who subscribe to these ideas mm -hmm. to keep them in motion. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying philosophically. So I have no, well, shoot with that. I have no problem with any almost any philosophical idea mm -hmm. it's the individual's adherence to it that becomes problematic right, right, you know because right. you know, they want you to stay there when they move in and exactly yeah. you know so, what i mean so just you know because we're, we're talking about um morning strategy mm -hmm. all that other stuff i do want to kind of swing it to you know just to kind of give a, a couple minutes to george man because he was all about strategy kenny you played george a couple times in chess right yeah yeah he he, he was hounding me is I beat him in, in like record time one time and for literally this is my George story I'm not even lying I, we were playing he must he just might have been I might have just you get lucky yeah yeah right 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 I, and I, I, got, I got it it was my day mm -hmm. and he was so he, we were laughing but he was so pissed <laughs> and every time he would see me he had the board mm -hmm. and he said you was he, you was running from I was like nah son I was like right, there's no need to do this again we, you know I, I don't have anything to prove but nah George again shout out now, to George now he was trying to he was dying play George. Who, uh, Mally? Nah, so, good, so here's, here's Phil. If for those who don't know Phil intimately, y'all see Phil, he's smiling, he's having a good time, his hair's curly. <laughs> he's one curly. of the most diabolical, sinister people. <laughs> easily, combine, easily. Yeah. Chi Chi, will you, you right? vouch for that? Will you no, vouch for that? Tell the truth. Keep it real. Tell the truth. It's not true. What they say? Tell the truth to shame the devil. Is Uncle Phil the quote unquote nice guy that everybody wants to believe? Phil is a human being. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And like most humans, yeah. prone to extremes nah, of hyper-violence. Anyway, yep. Phil loves to make this joke because before he, before he passed, so 
George always wanted to play me in chess. Phil taught me how to play chess. I, I never got a chance. Yo. Yeah, Phil taught me. It's like saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Charles never taught mind. you how to play chess. But, so, so, so I told George that, right? So hey, I told George. He so started George, laughing. No, no, no. But he was like, he wanted to really like show me the real ropes. Right, but right. I told him, I was like, everybody knows. When it comes to pool, when it comes to chess, Kenny get busy. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I, you know, I play. He asked me who I play. I played. Well, I said I played Kenny. Mm-hmm. Like, did you? Did you? Did you beat him? I said, yeah, I beat him once. You know what I'm saying? We right. kept playing. So now George wanted to play me. Yeah, he wanted to see what you. So made, I right? was like, yeah, nah, I don't. I'm not about to do this thing. Right. And yo, it's it's sad. It's, it's bittersweet because yeah, I never good. played him, mm-hmm. and every it became a running joke. Mm-hmm. I would always be like, yeah, nah, not today. You know what's, and what's now? No, the opportunity will never present yeah, itself. Yeah, but you know, you know what's interesting. Um, so many like when I remember when I first met George, um, because I came here um, full time living in New York, and oh wait, I was here maybe like maybe like four or five years before that, mm-hmm. and I remember I used to go um, do my lesson plans uh, at Connecticut Muffin, um, and I would see George <laughs> with all these kids playing chess, and I was just like, who is this guy? Who's always fly, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But he was like real easy to talk to. Um, but there was one thing that. Uh, that was said uh, at um, at the service is that you know, despite the the degree of uh, physical pain that he was he was experiencing, mm-hmm. he was always you know showing up at at the parties, man. Oh, no, always you're right. in support. You're right, and you that know? is remarkable because it's the kind of thing that anybody who's has a loved one who's battling with anything, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the person, it might be at the forefront of them mm-hmm. at all times. With right. George. You truly didn't see it. Like right. that was not. He mm-hmm. had a smile even in the All hospital, the time. nursing yeah, home, yeah, yeah, yeah. recovering, rehabbing. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, yeah, he was definitely a good dude. No, um, yeah, yeah, dude. And um, you know, just in terms of the uh, the service, like they said, this, this that's that was old Brooklyn that was in the building. We they showed out at the uh, the Black Lady Theater on Nostrand Avenue. Um, the good sister Stacy Gray and uh, Ashaka Givens. Um, who else was a part of it? Definitely Phil was a part, a part of putting that together. His family, Quinta. Mm-hmm. Your man Malik Yoba came through. Malik Yoba Bless, played Bless the guitar. body with some tunes. Tunes, yeah. Concert, I didn't know he got down like that. He did a concert. He did like 12 jams. 12 jams, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely. Yeah. So it was a good. Chi enjoyed it so much. I think she had tears of joy. You had tears of joy? Yeah. Her chance was over there like consoled. Do you remember any of the lyrics? Section chocolate. Yo, but like I didn't know he got done. Yo, he he definitely got busy. Um, I thought uh, the food was amazing. It was it was good to see a lot of people who I hadn't seen. Yo, we love George, man. No, um, for sure, man. Yeah. So, but um, because we kind of ran over in the first segment, we're gonna pause on. We're gonna pause. Yeah, on I, I got a break. couple more things to say about this war stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I want to talk about some. I don't want to talk about resolutions, but I want to talk about reflections because we definitely had a dope ass year. In 2019, so um, well, we had a good time at Reflections. We did have a good time. We're gonna talk about that too. So we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna break, and then we're gonna come back. I got quality yeah, If you only knew Really you should follow me uh, Your fave rapper He's scared yeah, I'm catching all this breeze yeah. Nigga I'm out here I've waited Hell of a long time To get mine Right now I'm in position to shine You 
could tell from my posture, I don't give a fuck You could tell from the watch when I clean up Now that's good taste, my shit is all that New York style with the Al Capone hat Upscale sex, I had big fun You just a hater, you mad, you can't get one I got 2021 from me then i remind him this is dawn p you dealing with bitch the niggas got trash i got quality if you only knew really you should follow me your fave rapper he scared i'm catching all this breeze nigga i'm out here shorty you ain't gonna make it now i tell you right now you either gonna do life or you gonna get killed yeah, your options real slim when you got contemporaries like the Perrion kid. I bring a lot to the table. All you wanna do is take greed and lost me. I see it all in your face. I hear it all when you speak. Who you think you running game on? You try and calm me? Put yourself up in the world of pain. No, it's nothing like Earth. I get you there right away. Be gone. Fuck, that was blowing my high. Back to the real life of rap music's most fly. My Tim's with no socks on. Basketball shorts and a tee. In the Bible belt, blowing mad weed out the windows of the Prevo. On stage in Baton Rouge, I stopped the show to give love to Lil Boost. Got a flight in a couple hours, let a nigga sleep. But every time I'm about to doze off, my phone rings. No rest for the wicked. Get plenty when I'm dead, get paid while I'm alive and live to the end Them niggas got trash, I got quality If you only knew, really you should follow me Your fave rapper, he scared I'm catching all this breeze, nigga, I'm out here And we're back uh, So, yeah, so uh, you know, There's one thing I wanted to say about Which I think is, is you know, America presents a lot of um, dichotomy or complexities to this life and, and, and programming and, and, and a couple of things I've been thinking about. One is how, you know, humans are, as I'm looking at this tablecloth we're sitting at, you know, patterns have helped structure human interaction and socialization. And it's interesting how through, through the use of patterns, uh, humans have also become very... Um, efficient at dehumanizing uh, one another mm -hmm. and I look at the act of war and it's sort of like Deb says that you know the people never choose to go to war mm -hmm. people who have interests in which they never share those interests right. are usually the um, protagonists or antagonists of war mm -hmm. and then you have at least in this country a class of people usually poor or middle class who, you know, like, it's just like the Vietnam War. You had all these black people in Vietnam who were on the front lines. Right. Black, you know, black Hispanic, Hispanic dying, but, but getting treated racial, uh, through racist, racist lenses there. Mm -hmm. And then when they came home, not being able to manage. No opportunity. No opportunity. And, they um, you know, and, what was, and many, of them, many of them, and this doesn't only include the whites. <laughs> This included the black and brown people who they may not have realized it, but subconsciously they were seeking this white dream. Mm -hmm. But when Baldwin made his tour around the country, 
one of the brothers that he interviewed, this regular folks, this brother said in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, and all y'all working class white people, I won't quote him exactly, but this was the point. He said, quit dreaming of being these white people. You ain't mm-hmm. never gonna be never the DuPonts, the, uh-huh, uh-huh. the Carnegies, whoever. They wouldn't, what well, he said, they would not wash their feet in the bowl that you eat out of. No, that's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. But many of them are fighting and dreaming to reach a place that they will never, ever No, that's, that's, that's a fact. And, uh, and today, um, I was looking at a video that uh, Candace had posted of a young brother who, um, he was basically saying, and I understood what he was coming from, but I also looked, r- realized the one thing that was very telling to me that he was a kid. And he was saying how, yeah, y'all, you know, my generation, y'all need to get it together. Y'all posting all these jokes, but y'all need to give us a prayer or shout us out because, you know, we may not make it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's absolutely right. And a part of me wanted to say, or a part of me felt like our communities, we can't afford to, to fight these people's fight in their ideologies. <coughs> and I wish there was something in our community in which... Um, we can keep our young people people comforted in our own community under their own ideas because so many times I hear people, oh, life is not going well. They're not doing well in school. Or, oh, you know what? You better go into service. Mm-hmm. You better go into service. So it's almost like... Uh, well, it back, it's back to what you said about patterns. That, that pattern has been... And I... That pattern has been beat into us. Mm-hmm. However we may feel about it today doesn't change the past. We may celebrate certain choices that we make today, but it does not change their introduction to us. So with that being said, it is unfortunate when individuals are making choices out of a lack of options and opportunities and then having to tell a story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. tell a story backwards. Like, I love Coke. You Mm -hmm. love Coke because Pepsi wasn't there Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And if that's all you choose in between Coke or Pepsi, you ain't making the choice. Right, right, right. That's the reality. You You know when growing up, the um when I went to uh you know shout out to Mike Rome. Oh Mike yeah, Rome shout out, big up yourself. Oh shout out to uh uh Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs oh, man, and yeah. Mike Rome got no, married. All over the place. Two, two people marriages. two people got married this week. Two two of our brothers got married this week. But I'll give you a story. Um I went to Martin Luther King High School on West sixty second uh, sixty six in um Amsterdam. And on the corner was a Marine recruiting center and an army recruiting center right next door to mm-hmm. each other. So we used to, you know, stand out. Some of us smoke weed. Some of us drink 40s. Some of us uh, beat people up. Oh, some man. of us just joke. Which, which did you do? <laughs> <laughs> which one did you do? Which one? He was a crossing guard. So, any, so any, anyway, which one did you do? anyway, which one did um, you do? the recruiters would come and try to, you know, all respectful, try to, Talk to us to get us a recruit. Now, at the time that I was coming up in 1986, yo, a lot of us had knowledge itself. We mm-hmm. was doing wild stuff, but mm-hmm. we had knowledge itself. Mm-hmm. And our vibe was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. You trying <laughs> right. to get us killed? Right. Yo, we beat these dudes up. Like the recruiters, like we the we rates. whipped on a, <laughs> we put the beats on a bunch of military recruiters mm-hmm. in nineteen from nineteen eighty the mid eighties to about ninety something. That's and that, and I'm not saying that that was cool, but we oh, we understood back then that, that yo that's about. not we ain't mm-hmm. doing that. You're man. right, and that speaks to the times that we were in and what and who was influencing our thought positively or negatively. You're right; it was a diversity of impressions. Now, I'm never one for harking to a time that never was, like, oh, this glorious past. However, today, there is a different type of constant force 
that <coughs> this media machine is able to have concerning our young people. It's a, it's for one, thanks to these phones, it's constant. It's almost mm-hmm. ever present. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they are getting the opportunity to have some other ideas reach them with anywhere near that what type you of veracity. Be- you mean besides being a rapper? Or- <laughs> yeah, you know but you, what but you know what's, what's interesting, like 19, you say 1986, you know, that was not even a full 10 years after the Vietnam War ended, right? Wow. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even and think that that right. and so, and, and I remember very vividly, you know, because, you know, I was, you know, I was in elementary school at the time, but I remember seeing a lot of vets Mm-hmm. Just gone, gone, sitting at the bus stop, mm-hmm. just yeah. out of their minds. On, yeah. And so, so, so it, this country who sends you there with so much nationalistic mm-hmm, fervor, mm-hmm. when you get back, if you make it back, you 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 have no benefits. No. You out on the street. You may be homeless. Mm-hmm. You you can't take care of your health your yeah. health uh, mm-hmm. issues that you mm-hmm. may have. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah. it, it was it was different. Um, my grandfather was in World War Two. In World War Two. Yes. D. Uh, is that? Um, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But my grand. So my family would technically classify themselves as a military family. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather was in World War Two. Um, my uncle Duke and my uncle Jay. That's a war were name. Both, <laughs> Duke. Duke. <laughs> were both in. Um, Korean War. No. The uh, what was it? The no. The no no no. The one where we were because I, I was like in like. Fifth or sixth grade. Well, Iraq? Right. They were yeah. in Iraq. The first Desert storm. Storm. Right. Iraq. Desert Storm. Desert storm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle Darren was in, I think, Desert Storm as well. Mm-hmm. So my family has always classified themselves as a military family. Mm-hmm. Um, what the Navy Army gave to us were my benefits for mm-hmm. my grandfather, who developed lung cancer from being in the mm-hmm. World War II. Mm-hmm. Um but my uncles were able to send money home mm-hmm. to pay for a formula for a kid that was born that we did mm-hmm. not expect. Mm-hmm. Right. So their blood, sweat, and tears were paid for, mm-hmm. paid to mm-hmm. keep me fed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we moved to California. My grandfather got his, his medical treatments all from the VA, you know, going to the VA in San Francisco. And, you know, my other uncle was able to get hip replacements from whatever war and chemicals he was in. Then fast forward, my brother, um, right after 9-11, joined the army. What, what, what was, was it because of the history of the family? I think it was, a, it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It was, that's what the men in my family do. Mm-hmm. And then like this like weird love of G.I. Joe. Yeah. The cartoon, the, the cartoon. toys were every and, right. And when we were growing up, the toys oh, were we all had the, so, yeah, the Bowie knives and all kinds right. of crazy shit. So, and ROTC is heavily pushed in high school, right? Mm-hmm. It's like ROTC. If you're not doing good in school, it's let's go to ROTC. So my brother joins. Um, completely devastation like i was devastated he wasn't old he wasn't 18 mm-hmm. so my mom so he had was to like sign, 17 so my mom signed the papers so that he could still go mm-hmm. so okay fine so he's in he's in he call he emails he says i'm getting ready to get shipped over to where did he go iraq iraq gets there and i'm devastated because i'm like he's not coming home Immediately, I'm thinking when he leaves, he's not coming home. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I know he's not coming mentally home. or physically or you just knew no him. I knew he wasn't coming mm-hmm. home like I knew it like, like I knew that when he left because my thing was you cannot prepare in three months for war. for war um there's not enough you would have to this would have to be something in the same way how like you go into Roman times and all these things. Kids are trained from children, small mm-hmm. children, to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. You can't take a seventeen-year-old kid and say, "Hey, I'm going to train you for three months to, to, to learn how to crawl, and and all right? To learn how to crawl under the sand and shoot a gun, and then I'm going to send you off and say, "Hey, go kill these innocent people or go kill other soldiers." Mm-hmm. So, I was prepared for the inevitable in my mind. He mm-hmm. wasn't coming home. Fast forward to July 2nd, 2006. I get a phone call from not the army, but from his friend and says, Colin's just been killed. Mm. Devastation. Where, um, where was he, though? At he was in... He Fallujah. Was, it happened in Fallujah where he killed? He, no. Yeah. He, he was... It was, it was friendly. Well, supposedly it was friendly fire and... I don't know. I've never had a friend fire at me, so I don't really understand <laughs> that. But, but it was so he he was in a he was in a Hummer, uh, the 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 van, mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what it was, and he ran over in a what is it called IED. an IED. Mm-hmm. His um, vehicle ran over and it exploded, and he didn't make it. So I get a call. They tell you, you know, you have 48 hours to kind of get your mind wrapped around and they're going to send this guy to your house and they're going to walk you through the next steps. And it has to be quick. It has to be right now, right now, right now. So, so no time for mourning. No time not for very little. Like it was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. The body's coming. Here's the paperwork, everything. So it was horrible. It was it was completely, complete devastation. And I think that from July 2nd, to then go into July 4th and you have these people celebrating America and they're mm-hmm. doing all this stuff and I'm sitting in my living room a complete mess and I'm wondering how is the world still moving around and still being happy how are you people breathing how are you eating and it took a moment for me to kind of understand that the way that I'm feeling is somebody else in another country who doesn't speak English, mm-hmm. who, you know, she's feeling the same way. Because and, they don't she even, has a, and they don't even at least have that efficient process. Right. Like, they, like there may not have been a phone call. Like they, I had I yeah. 48 hours. Someone no, was calling me. They're, they're sitting in their, their living room and yes. Yes. bomb yes. drops in right. the living room. So, yes. And That's that was it. definitely something that I struggled with because for me, it was, I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm, you know, and I did have to think that, like, yeah, my brother was also patrolling an area with guns mm-hmm. and bombs and whatever else and could have potentially done something to someone else's brother. Mm-hmm. And so it was like an internal battle of like, I'm sad, but I don't want it to seem like I don't care about the other person. So what this, that video that, that you, that mm-hmm. Candace posted for me, it was I understand the young man's situation. Like, I understand. I was sad because I could picture my brother saying the same thing. And I remember there was an email exchange from me and Colin. And I begged him. And I hate that I even made him promise me this. But I made him promise me that he was going to come home. 
which was ridiculous because you can't expect someone to, to promise to come home. And I hope that whatever these young people have to do to get past this or get through it, they're able to. And it's not a funny meme to, to talk about these other people and how they're not, they're people. Mm-hmm. And they're someone's sons, their daughters, their mothers, their fathers, their sisters, they're, they're people. And it sucks because these young people, it's not old people. It's like my brother died without legally being able to have a drink. 17. And, you he, know, was he, was a, and he was a kid. Like right before he left, we in the living room. He was still playing. Yeah, this is not like a figure toys. of speech. He's actually in there playing he was still with toys. Playing. Like he was. Because he was young. He's like he kind of immature, was, goofy, good and kid. That's going to be somebody else's. Right now. So I I did laundry today. And the, there's this, this so, fallen soldier support group. And they send you a pillowcase, a blanket, and uh, an, a, an actual pillow. And I'm in the laundry, and I'm in the laundromat, and I'm washing it because it's it's like this it's this thing that we use in the house. And I'm thinking, how many more of these are going to be made in the next couple of months, years, decades? And it's sad because it's like this is real, and it affected my family. And a lot of times, people don't. You have to be affected by something sometimes for it to really sink home. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone that I know or that I don't know, I don't want anyone to have to receive another blanket like mine. Right. Like yeah. I don't. And, and, it's, it's and by you sharing that story though, there are many individuals, there are many ways to be affected by things. And by hearing the stories of others, by being willing to take that moment to really ingest the experiences of others you can hopefully learn from their experiences so you don't have to go through every single challenging endeavor in your own personal life because life is too short for that would you, you know an interesting thing and i'm and, and i think and i never knew that story i never knew that story so i'm i'm, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm that's touched funny. to have uh had that story shared with me um but it just makes me kind of angers me a little bit that that story isn't where we learn how to correct mm-hmm. our our steps and our movements forward, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to speak to something that that Chichi brought up there. There was a it was a very important point about that transition when we when we talk about the minds of individuals and what shapes the minds that then informs the decisions that we make. For her grandfather, like so many other people at that time. They're looking at World War II as the good war, right? Any students of history, you know, they look at it as the good war, so they go into this, and time proves it to be like any other war, ugly and dastardly. When we move on to more modern times, our era, the, the, the propaganda machine reached a whole new level of panache, right? So now, like, make no mistake, we, we talk about it all the time. Dr. Clark made it clear. Everything that exists in your society, every toy, every game, every movie, every song, every article of clothing, serves a purpose. It is not simply just because. Leisure. It's not yes, yeah. yes. And, you, and when you begin to look at these things like this, you can start to analyze what are you subscribing to. Those little G.I. Joe toys, the same way how we would play the little game, little Contra, mm-hmm. we didn't know anything about what was going on in Nicaragua. Not yet. But what was happening was individuals who had certain interests were absolutely molding the minds of the masses under their control. 
You were being desensitized to it. You were being desensitized to it. Remember the game Battleship? Because mm-hmm. I played that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we played Halo, you know, in, in undergrad. Now, and, you know, that was like in the early, this was Halo 1. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking home from my homie's uh, apartment, you know, late at night, shooting an air pistol at, you know, nothing. the pigeons. And now, think nothing, about this. Right? No one, hopefully no one, would lift up their window, right? And look outside and start to make like a game, an imaginary game where maybe they're calling a prostitute. They're going to come up and play. You would say this is not play. This is not something to pretend with. But That's something yeah. of a serious nature. But now I imagine they probably do have it woven no, into uh, these uh, games. No, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Fortnite. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite. I mean, you, you, you know, you see these kids playing these games and then you see those same things. <clears throat> Played out in the media, and know? again, yeah, and, and of course, and I'm not, you know, again, none of us, we're not trying to get into yeah, some oversimplified conversation me, of blame because yeah. they that emerges from a society. So I'm not saying that that is the cause, but I am saying that that reflects a sick society when this is your source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's for me, you know, what often, better way to build a soldier? Like, of if course, you're trying to build course. a better soldier, mm-hmm. you're gonna keep pushing all this stuff, to and them. you manufacture cannon fodder yeah. because that's. To, the, to a large degree, what most of our young people, they may not view it that way, but they absolutely know if, they, if they're if they fortunate enough to get older and to continue to learn, that that's exactly and, what they're being looked but, at as. But I, I, and, that, and that's what concerns me about our society, particularly young black and, and, and uh, brown men, is that they don't necessarily understand what's at stake. Like no. They don't understand no. what's at stake. No. And, and I, no. I think, though, that sometimes what they, what they do understand is I have... A family that I have to support or Absolutely. I have to help. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, when 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 Colin left, like, so right before you get on the plane to go wherever they're going to send you, you have to sign a form, and it's your life insurance form, mm-hmm. and you're looking at these numbers on this form that if you don't come home, your family will be taken care of for a while. Mm-hmm. And not just like a two-week period. Like if they're going to be taken care of for for quite some time. And if you're a type of individual who you say, I need to take care of my family. I need to to send money home. I need to figure out how to keep my, my family with food, clothing, and shelter. I think a lot of our young black and brown men look at this as a way. It's a steady job. It's a job that you're not going to get fired from. But we're not really taking into consideration how devastating this job is. And that, but that's really unfortunate. And that's what I mean by it's really unfortunate because that's at the whim of these people who are dastardly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these wars are starting, are, are, are going on because of sinister reasons. Very purposeful. Purposeful. And, and you and as an individual are exchangeable. You, no, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're fodder. And, mm-hmm. and there's it's not, an assembly line. You absolutely. go in and they, they give you a shiny new uniform mm-hmm. and they give you this gun and they give you all this stuff. But it's and transformative. And, yeah, it's you're pushed in and pushed out. It's and not, it's not one American war in our lifetime that the public, the American public, has gotten the truth of why that war started. No, nor, nor have they been at the inception desiring for it to come not, into existence, not, like Dave said. No, not, not one, and, and including this one. And, and for me, this all starts with um, the world's belief in white social order and white ideals of 
of, you know, because when you study European history, um, their mythological stories is all based on conquering. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that has not changed. Cowboy culture. Yes. Well, prior to cowboy and, culture. And, and war on co- other cultures. Yeah. Um, that is a constant. Oh, yeah. Going when you look to, at, yeah. Today. Prior to cowboy culture, this, this, and we don't, we don't even got to go so far as following the sun. We could, we could stop. We can go one step back to the sun never setting. Mm-hmm. The reality is when you have a people who they, they're, they're, Glamorizing this Greco-Roman history and, and every example that they want to use, you you smelting iron so that you can make a, a freaking blade to shove through somebody. I don't view that personally as civilization. Well, I don't I don't view that as anything desirable or advantageous in any capacity. No, you, you remember in three hundred they talked about um, the film and uh, you know these guys wanted to die a beautiful death. Mm-hmm. You know and when uh, when I, I, I can't. Remember the guy's name from Iran that just uh, Soleimani. Yeah, Soleimani. Soleimani. I mean, like when, and I remember even like when when they said he died, mm-hmm. I pictured him dying in the way that I pictured death when I was like five or six years old. Somebody mm-hmm. just like Kenny Kenny said last night um, at the restaurant, just somebody dying with their hands crossed over oh, their okay. chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's the mental that, model. That's the mental yeah. model. Yeah, like because you 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 just see like when you go to a funeral, you see the. The body, you see the final mm-hmm. positioning in the you resting place. You hope to see the body, right? They ain't gonna um, see Sutherland's right. body. And, and <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah. But um, I think this conversation, we probably could continue this um, a couple more times because I'm, I'm sure that this is, we're still at the development of a lot of. Oh, um, yeah, and hopefully something groundbreaking and revolutionary yeah. truly will occur. And to this will not turn it, right? into more bloodshed. Right, right. We don't suspect that will happen it is best in my in my assessment to prepare for what history tends to do repeat itself mm-hmm. but we can you know to the value that hope has you hope that cooler heads prevail yeah and you know and just given I the fact that, that much hope of course <laughs> well given the fact but that to the we, extent that it has any value we you know do what I'm um, so much work with the young people you know we just hope that um better better examples of conflict resolution are presented and um we don't have any more you know stories that touch so close to home um as uh, and, and, and i year. hope that honestly and i don't mean to be what's the, what's the guy the bear of the, the bad guy negative guy i don't even say this with any negativity but i would also hope that this is another reason for communities of color to start thinking about their place in the world mm-hmm. a little bit differently and a lot more practically in that your your day-to-day can be drastically changed in a matter of seconds when you have people who don't believe in humanity at the control of the, the ship. Absolutely. And, you know, understand what I'm saying? So, like, and I don't mean to be totally negative, but I'm sure those people who woke up that morning and went to work at the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. They they thought it was gonna be just regular. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna watch Al Bundy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Go Go Club. I'm gonna do. You know. I'm gonna do all this. And you know what's funny? And you know what? And you brought up a good example. And Cheech and I were talking about this on the ride over. Look what happened after 9/11. You had so many people. I I remember the journalists. People were like. There's ne- I remember some There's movie houses like people coming together. Oh yeah, yeah. There's they, so much yo one patriotism. movie house 
Somebody should look this up. But one movie house straight up announced. They said they're never going to make another violent film again. They went to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I said, these devils have lost their mind. Yeah. You're going to make another violent movie the moment we forget about then this. You think about it. Next how many, week. How many 9-11 movies we've seen? Oh, yes. Yeah, so you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. I'm saying in the sense that, yo, we're in a wild space that I, I really firmly believe. And this is from the work that, you know, listen, I've represented people who were charged with terrorism, uh, material support, um, I, I like I, I look at it. I look at what's going on a little bit differently sometimes, and I'm certain that our children, our children's children, the reality that we live, they're not going to live that. They, not they, at all. They can't. And <laughs> and I think the the direction that this is. And what I mean by this, I mean by listen. If you have a community of people, yo, figure out uh, where there's some other places to live in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out some other ways to exchange. Um, with people so that everyone can get something out of it and it don't just mean money or props. Mm -hmm. Um, Perhaps if you know how to grow some food, teach your cousins from the cities how to do that. The cousins from the city, teach your other cousins something in the the forms of communication, something they may not know. But I'm saying this all to say that we have to stop dying and believing in or dying believing in this American-European way of thinking because it's it's not it's 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 not um it's not benefiting us. No, it's not. And, and it's even, not benefiting most white people. And I'm about to say it ain't exactly I'm about to say it ain't benefiting them. When Greece fell, they had to find another way to exist. And they did. They found another way to engage in economic exchange. You, you know the artisans th- emerged. So the artisans mm-hmm. emerged, people began to say, you know what? What do we need to survive? Mm-hmm. What what do we need? And they began to say, well how do we exchange? What do we do with the change? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you had to bring modernity to the table in terms of polishing a lot of these things. But people were not instantaneously saying, well, the capitalist order didn't work for us. We simply dying in the street. No, they began to find another way. So you do not have to wait for a moment of crises mm-hmm. in order to look at yourselves and say, maybe this isn't the best, this best way but to this live. This is the best way. And, yeah. and this is something that I realize is that um, most people are afraid to live under any conditions that does not involve whiteness or the approval of whiteness. Well, yeah, I mean, when they see white people, they think safe space. And and the world, Some people. and the world is 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 believing in that right now, and particularly in American society. And this is what I talked about in Mally and Phil. Y'all know this more, I, way more than I do. But the 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 codification of all of this imperialism and colonialism. Through, through the digital age that we're having right now, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really articulate what I'm thinking or how I feel about it. But I, I guarantee you, it's 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 gonna have just as uh, egregious effect on society. This would have been Edward Bernays's wet dream. This is like nothing else. This is like, again, this is like it's hard to overstate the. Ability to control the minds of the masses like this digital age has put forward. Mm. It's going to be very difficult. And you lose. And and the last point I'm going to make is that what I'm realizing is that and I'm seeing this through my through the jury selections that I conduct in federal and state court and these trials that I do and just dealing with judges and and adversaries and and even your own clients sometimes in certain regards. People are not moved by reason anymore. People are moved on their emotion based on their experiences in life. Yeah. And and I don't know that they've ever been moved by reason. reason. Man, you may but, be right. But, but 
I know what you mean. I yeah. feel like it's. I think I feel like it's more of a reason to be moved by reason. Certainly, right I agree with that. I agree with that. As a result, and I and I think we're in this weird place where, you know, you know the environment, war, you know, all these issues. You know, it, it's, it's it's this guy. This and and y'all know. So I'm, I don't look, talk look, about this look, guy, but he, hold on, up. He this cat straight raised the point at the end of some freaking talk. Or Agent Orange, and this guy actually ends it, and I guess it's customary. I don't listen to these reports, but he ends it with some sort of "God bless America." You're <laughs> making this a religious dynamic, right? Yeah. Well, before we add another, your prayer around me, pray, pray around me. Yeah, all these people we, sitting we, we, around <laughs> holding out their hands like some ghosts gonna come from some nether world. You better be concerned with what sounds on the ground while your behind is still around, especially if you black or brown. And I'm actually not trying to like make some rhyme that happened to rhyme, but, happen to rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Take but before out, we take, take us out with something that yeah, yeah, that yeah. grandma, gra- grandma. Uh, the final words. Or Fred Hampton is something. Somebody, you know, Fred, you know what I, I wanted to tell you? You know what I wanted to tell y'all this week though? Uh, you know who? You know who has? Who is the best? Who says motherfucker better than anybody? Yo, Fred Hampton, yo. Yeah. I love yo. I, I think motherfucker yeah, I is Fred, like yo, the best. Go listen, go listen to go yeah, listen go to some old yeah. Fred Hampton. That's your motherfucker. Yo, motherfucker. these people, man. In the Midwest, we say motherfucker. We don't say motherfucker. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you, I think I think I think right now we need, you know, I think right now we need to commit ourselves. To fighting the good fight that really is a fight worth having. This fight for humanity, and mm-hmm. if it's and if it's a fight for humanity, then we should not be afraid to go to that war. So I'll quote Fred Hampton there, where he says, "I'm not afraid to say I'm at war with the pigs, and we mm-hmm. know ultimately who the pigs are." Yes, and I don't just mean pigs with the cops. I'm talking about pigs. And exactly, oh, and exactly. Corporation. And yo, you know what? Not, great not book? the ribs, though. I, not y'all got to pick up this book I picked up today. Um, Necropolitics by Achille Mbembe. That's yeah. Okay. All right. So make sure y'all pick that book up. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, thank y'all for tuning in this week. This is the Brooklyn Combine. We are the Brooklyn Combine, and we hope y'all tune in for the next one. Peace. 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 Fred Hampton, a key figure in this community, has great reason for not wanting to be put at, uh, in jail. But the state's attorney and the state's attorney's office has reasons to see Fred Hampton in jail. We've got a new state's attorney, you see. And he said already what he thought about people that had different uh, political beliefs than he had. His speeches sound somewhat like those of Hitler. And we know why he wants to see Fred Hampton put in jail. Why do I have a lot of arrests? Because of harassment. Why is that harassment? Because the people that harassed me have set up a problem that made me disagree with them violently, and, and they, they set up this problem in order to exploit me and other people like me. And why they want to get rid of me because I'm saying something that might wake up some other exploited people and some other oppressed people, and if all these people ever get together, then these pigs that are exploiting us, we'll be able to run them into the lake. That's why they want to get rid of us. And it's just, uh, it's sort of like a primary thing with me. I'm the, I'm the first move that they'll make. I'm a part of an organization who will be the first organization they'll move on because I happen to be a part of an organization, the Black Panther Party, that is the only organization, in fact, that has came out and stood up loud and clear and said that we don't care what anybody says, whether they have guns or not and badges or 18 uniforms, if whenever they step outside the bounds of legality into the bounds of illegality, 
they will blow their brains out if they're bothering the people. And what makes them mad about that? They're constantly bothering the people. Anybody that's out there for the protection of the people happens to be in direct conflict with them. What makes them mad about it? What makes them mad about it is that they have black people and white poor people and red poor people and Puerto Rican poor people and Latin American Puerto Rican people of uh, all poor people of all descents. They had them caught up in movements based on racism when the Black Panther Party stood up and said that we don't care what anybody says. We don't think to fight fire with fire best. We think you fight fire with water best. We're going to fight racism, not with racism, but we're going to fight with solidarity. We said we're not going to fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we're going to fight it with socialism. We stood up and said we're not going to fight reactionary pigs and reactionary state attorneys like this and reactionary state attorneys like Hanrahan with any other reactions on our part. We're going to fight their reactions with all of us people to get together and have an international proletarian revolution. Oh, my. 